Hey guys, how are you? This is Lena from Leary. I hope that this message finds you well. I am so excited to come together with you guys and just share some of the things that are in my heart, um, just some of the things that have happened. Um, and I just felt led to pick this back up, even if it's by myself. So I hope you guys are doing well. So today, um, it's November 29th of 2020, um, and it's just been a great, interesting day. I had the pleasure of having um, lunch with a couple friends of mine. Um, I call them my brother and my sister. Um, they're just such a pleasure to be with, and such. it's always such an enlightening time with them. Um, so I told them I was going to go ahead and pick this back up, or just talk, just really talk. Um, and today I want to title this message, Faith in the Waiting, right? Um, so let's let's kind of do a history 101 of Lena. Um, so currently, right now, I'm 34 years old. I am a divorced mother of two. I was in a relationship for 15 years. Um, with my ex-husband, out of those 15 years, we were married for um, nine. Yep, my my math is right. It was nine years. Um, actually, going into our 10th year, if the marriage would have continued in um, 2018. Um, so I separated September of 2017. I moved in with my mom. And shortly after, around December, I started dating, right? Because that's the normal thing to do. You separate and then you go and you spread your wings and you do life, right? Um, that's what society tells you. Like, you do life, you get out there, you try to bounce back, you get over the relationship, you try to move on, you try to heal by obviously just hopping into another relationship because that's very healthy. I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying it wasn't healthy. It wasn't the smart thing to do. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you guys through from that point all the way till today, right? So we're gonna spend some time together and I and I hope that you guys get something out of it. I hope I'm not just talking, just talk. I'm hoping that I can relate to you if you're in this season, that I can speak to you if you have been in this season, if you can relate to me. <laughs> Um, and give me some feedback. Just give me some, give me something to talk about. Um, you can go ahead and comment at Leary, or you can follow me at Miss Lena P um, on Instagram. And I'd definitely love to connect with you guys. So let's talk 2017. So December 2017, I did this thing called Tinder. <laughs> Oh, what a stupidness it was. Um, but I did, right? I did this thing called Tinder. I, I went on a few dates. I met someone, started dating this person, and just was having unholy relationships with um, this person. That led to three months of being let on. Um, of just, and honestly, I just started feeling bad because around the same time that I met this person, about a week or two later, I was invited to attend the church that I'm going to now, um, that I'm currently attending. And I just started, you know, every Sunday I would go with my friend that invited me and we would, you know, just attend service, but something started changing. It wasn't like the other times I went to church. Um, I started not only going to church, but then I started listening to different messages. I started going back to the church, um, old messages that they had on YouTube and just learning more and wanting to hear more about God, wanting to hear more about the stories in the Bible, wanting to pick up my Bible and actually read it, right? So the Spirit was definitely working in me. In the meantime, I was also having this relationship with this guy um, that it shouldn't have. Um, and I stumbled upon a series that was talking about relationships, right? So I was listening to that, and then they started talking about sex, right? And sex being within the marriage. Oh, my, 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 my. Conviction just, you know, 
came in. I just started being corrected by the Holy Spirit of, hey, you're doing this thing that's not, it's not righteous in the Lord's eyes, not holy in the Lord's eyes. Um, It's acceptable by society, but that doesn't mean that, and God loves me regardless, but it didn't mean that he was happy with me at the moment, you know, because I was knowing better. So I have this thing that I, um, that within my, my marriage, like we established and like with our kids and even with ourselves, we would say like, you know, better, so do better. So I started to know better. So therefore I needed to do better. Right. Um, even still I'm growing. So this is like December, January, February. Um, and if you know, if you've, watched news in 2018 um, and ever heard about Parkland, um, you know that the Stoneman Douglas shooting happened in um, February 14th of 2018. Um, And that day forever changed me. I had had a family member that worked for the school um, and I was just very concerned, very, very concerned. Um, it was about the last time it was, yeah, it was about the last time that I ever drank. Um, and I had this person that I was in relation with and in my drinking and in my whatever, um, I just got nowhere with that. Right. I just asked like, Hey, where's this going? Like, what is this supposed to be the same way you can physically respond to me? It's the same way I got to respond. That is the Dominican saying. <laughs> um, it, we just say that. We're like, Así mismo, como me respondió? Como me respondiste tú, me respondió. It's just basically saying, like, you can't respond to me. So that's the response that I got. You know, and it was okay. But that that led me to kind of where I am today. Because um, I seen that wasn't going anywhere. And then I was then trying to find another relation, right? Another relationship, quote unquote, to fill that one that was to fill the gap, right? To fill the void in me. And all along, the void wasn't a person. The void was me. <laughs> it was a person, actually. It was it was God. He was missing from my life. Um, but I continued going to church. Um, and I forgot when it was. It was maybe around March, April of 2018. Again, I'm visiting church. Um, there's some change going on in me because obviously I was feeling guilty for living in sin, you know, so that's that's proof to show that the spirit was working in me, that I was receiving the word of God, that my mind was being renewed, that my spirit man was being renewed, that my spirit man wanted to do better. Um, so I had this thing. Um, every so often I would get in my car with my kids. Um, I was still living with my mom, um, about four or five months after my separation. And I would get in the car with my kids. Doesn't matter what hour of the day it was, but this day ended up being an evening. Um, I would drive towards whichever interstate or whichever highway, um, that was in my mind. And I would just drive there and I would tell my kids north or south. Whatever they picked, we just drove until I needed to stop for gas or until I figured it was late enough for us to come home. And that was just our thing. It was like our time. We would jam out. Um, we listen to worship music. We'll listen to like old school music and things like that and just jam out in the car and just go for a drive. That day, the children decided to go north. So we're jamming, we're jamming, I'm jamming. And then voices stop. And I look back, my kids are knocked out. I was actually on I-95 that day, um, heading north. And I exit in Atlantic. So I-95 here in South Florida going north, Atlantic, that's Delray. There's action in Atlantic here in Barb County, but that was um, in Delray. I've never been to Delray until that day. So I get out. Um, I see that there was a sign that says beaches and I was like oh that's cool so I just drove um had my music going I remember it was like a worship a worship song I can't remember which one exactly but I remember I was so stirred up in my spirit um that I got out the car 
Now, for those of you who don't be calling Child Protective Services, I didn't leave my children in the car. I was literally right outside of the car. Um, it was full moon. I was by the beach. I could hear the waves just crashing against the sand. And there was a nice breeze. It was kind of chilly that day. And the moon was super bright. Um, and I heard God's voice is so real, just like how you can hear my voice right now. And I was broken. I was so broken. I had been, um, like I said, I'd been in a, a marriage, in a relationship, in a marriage. So I went into a situationship um, and then was trying to find it everywhere else. I was trying to find love, right? <laughs> It's so funny. How can you find love when you haven't experienced love? Um, so I heard God tell me, it was like, Lena, like, stop trying to find love. Stop trying to find a man to give you love. Let everything go. Delete all of the numbers on your phone. Don't respond. Just look to me. Look to me. Be one with me. Look to me. Be one with me. And I have what you want. I promise you, I'm going to give you what you want. But I have to be your priority. Um, and that was hard for me to hear. Um, and I was crying because I'm like, I want this. Like, I want I want a mate. I want to have a good relationship. Um, but God was just like, focus on me. And it was like, again around the early part of 2018. And I was like, okay, I trust you and I believe that I am hearing from you. So you want me to leave all these numbers and trust me, your girl had numbers. <laughs> I'm not trying to boast, but I had numbers. Like I had, I was going on date almost every single weekend. I was dating somebody new or the same person that I was dating before. Um, but it wasn't making me happy. You know what I mean? And I, um, I did discover that every person I met had a similarity to that 15-year relationship I was in. Um, I would ask certain questions and I'd just get triggered. I'm like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this. That reminds me of that. Um, so I was like, oh. Um, and the common denominator in all of those dates and all of those relationships and all of those situationships was me. I was the common denominator. Um, so I figured, I'm like, uh, you know, when God told me that, I was like, it's me. There's something in me that keeps bringing the same spirit over and over and over and over and over again. Because in the Bible, it says that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but principalities, right? And spirits and, and, and demonic forces. So we fight against that. Even though it might look like I'm I'm arguing with a person, it's 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 a spirit behind it. So even though in me at that time back in 2018, I was looking at all these men and I was seeing the same person, it wasn't really a person, it was a spirit. Um because I wasn't whole, because I was attracting that to myself, right? And I'm talking about Again, this is not a podcast to boast about going on on many dates. It's a podcast on the road to discovery, faith in the singleness, right? Um, so I started seeing that all these men were the same person. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So I was like, okay, let me take a step back. What's missing? And it was the wholeness in me. It was. Lena being whole, Lena being um, healthy, Lena being happy, Lena f being loved by her own self. Because um, the Bible tells us, um, love one another as you love yourself. So the first commandment is love yourself. 
So then you can love others around you like you love you. So how was I out here trying to find love when me, myself, I didn't love myself? How can I possibly ever love somebody if I don't love myself, right? Um, so I asked God, I said that same night, still sitting, I'm still standing out there. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to delete all these numbers. I'm not going to reply to any of these names. Not going to have contact to any of these people. How do I know that this is the person you're sending me? How do I know when I meet him that this is the one that you're sending me? And God, again, as I'm clearly as day as you can hear me, God spoke to me and said, this is what's going to be said. This is how you're going to respond. This is where your first date is going to be. And I believe that. And I trusted that. And I still trust that. And I still believe that word. Um, so fast forward the next few weeks, I just started deleting people, blocking people, deleting. Um, I really started deleting not only applications that were not healthy for me at the moment, um, but I started deleting music that wasn't healthy for my ears. Music that told me it was okay to go on a date and X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? I started deleting that kind of thing because I didn't need that talk back in my ear. I didn't need that set of thinking back in my head so I can fall and think, okay, no, that's okay. I can do that. When in reality, it for Lena, it's not okay. In reality, for Lena, you don't do that. You know what I mean? Um, again, this is me talking from my perspective in my life. This is not me judging anybody or saying that you're called to live your life the same way that I'm living my life. Um, we're all here. We all have our own missions in this life, right? So, and I'm sorry if you can hear the clicking. I am a little bit multitasking. <laughs> so, um, here I go. I delete all these numbers and I was like, all right, God, I trust you. Start living my life. Um, I went through an encounter at our church where I dealt with some of my hurt. Um, I started forgiving people. Um, not only, and this was like May, May of 2018. This is when I went through my encounter that my church host. Um, and I dealt with some of those hurts, with some of those issues that I had, with some of the hurt that I've been carrying that I didn't even know I was carrying, right? Because who knows, you have a world of burden on you until you're asked to face them, to stop and really look at your life and really look at your emotions and say, mm, I got a problem with that. I got a problem with unforgiveness. I got a problem with letting things go. I got a problem with whatever, fill in the blank. But I, I, I had that opportunity of ministry. So that was my first kind of encounter and walk into um, the wholeness, right? Um, holding on to that faith that God said he has somebody for me. Holding on to that faith that if I remain in him and he in me, right? Talking about the Lord. If I remain in the Lord and the Lord remains in me, what are the possibilities for my life? They're endless, right? As the God of, of eternity, the God who created the heavens and earth. Like one of my favorite verses this year has been, if he feeds the birds, how much more doesn't he care for us? You know, and I, I paraphrase, I don't quote him 100%, but you get the gist, right? So here I am, May, I, get, I go through this encounter, I start my journey to wholeness and in holding on to God's word, excuse me, in, um, in holding on to what he told me that I would have. So here we go. Um, I literally, literally like 
it was like an on and off switch. Literally just stopped looking. I focused on my relationship with the Lord. I focused on my relationship with my children. I focused in my relationship with um, my family. I focused on Lena, a lot on Lena. I'm still focused on Lena. Um, But I, I focused a lot on me because I needed to learn to love myself. I needed to learn what's the possibility. And there were some things during that night um, that I spoke to with the Lord that I said, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to accomplish this and I want to accomplish that, right? Um, And I I still haven't reached there. You know what I mean? Two, Two years, almost three years later, I'm still not there, but I take small steps every single day. All right, so let's get back to um, the faithful in the waiting, right? So here I am. God gives me this great word. Lena starts becoming obedient, um, starts serving in my church, start just dedicating um, my life to the Lord in, in all its fullness and mind, spirit, soul, everything. Um, then I was able to move out of my mom's house and I was blessed with my house literally right upstairs from my mom. Um, my uncle left me this place. Um, so I'm forever eternally grateful for him, um, and to him for this. And I start living on my own. So start living on your own. You're like, Oh, this girl. Mm -mm. Nope. Still single. (laughs) Still single. Still single to this day, but um, I just started being more dedicated to the Lord, being more dedicated to my time with the Lord, um, being more available to Him, and and just when He talks, just kind of listen. And a whole year later, Nina, stop looking, Nina, stop this. Get up one day. I'm taking my children to their father's house. Um, or to meet up with their father. And I get home, sitting in my car because I was listening to a worship song that I was very much enjoying. And I start hearing the Lord talk to me. And they were just like, hey, look at this person. And I get an image in my mind's eye. And I go, all right. He's like, Dusty Boo. I said, who? He's like, Dusty Boo. I was like, I don't even know this person like that. <laughs> seen this person. I don't know this person. I don't even know anybody that knows this person. I've seen this person. He's like, yeah, it's you, boo. Like, all right. Okay. In my car, and I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. Right? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but do you really believe the Lord, like, first time, like, just boom? I got to question you. Like, I, to, my family would tell you, I should have been a detective. I should have been working for that FBI. Because I'm going to ask you 500 million questions. Like, if my family wants somebody to want to know something, they call me. And I'll be like, 5 million questions, there's the answer. You know what I mean? And I, I don't beat around the bush. So I'm like, Lord, why? Why? Like, show me why. And the Lord just starts showing me, like, different interactions. Like, remember this? Yeah. Okay. And then you remember that? Yeah. And then you remember when you seen the person here? Yeah. And then you remember that? Yeah. Okay, look at all the times that you've had contact with this person without you really addressing and really realizing that this person was there. But I just showed you all the time this person was there. I was like, <clears throat> and excuse me while I take a swig of water. So I'm like, okay, Lord. I see the person, I see your logic, I see we're across half path, I see, I see, I see. Then I go, finally go upstairs, I get ready, um, I get ready to go out. Do, 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 do. Here comes my friend, my friend is like, hey, Lena, I'm like, hey, friend. And they're like, I want you to meet Boo. <laughs> I was like, 
what? And if y'all can see me right now, you'll be cracking up. I was like, huh? Huh? Like, the person that I was just told, like, a few, maybe about an hour, 45 minutes ago, that, hey, this is Ruth. I'm Ruth, guys. I'm Ruth. Let's, let's talk political. Like, hey, this is your Boaz. And you're going to, like, just tell me um, a few minutes ago, hours ago, that, hey, this is your Boaz. And then you're going to introduce him to me? Lord, you tripping. Like, you are setting me up right now. So I got introduced to him. Can't look at him in the face. Like, I am nervous. I, I've never not made eye contact with a person when I meet them, never not like fully engaged in, Hey, how are you? Who are you? Blah, 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 blah. Never. I am like, you know, those movies where it's like, yes, that was your girl. Like I was speechless. I did not know. Um, so, um, you know, maybe to everyone else, I looked normal, but I sure didn't feel normal. Like, I, I hope I, I didn't sound as crazy as I just sounded to you guys and to myself. I probably did. I don't know. Um, but it was uncomfortable. <laughs> it was weird. So then I got the opportunity, and it was indeed, but I got the opportunity um, to meet this person, um, Boaz, and talk to him. And get to know him and get to know about his life. Again, it wasn't a date. I haven't been on a date since February of 2018, if we want to be real. Okay. (laughs) Um, But I was like, all right. um, Or somebody might fact check check me because they probably took me out. But I don't know. Whatever. Um, So I was like, listen. Um, tell me about your life, X, Y, Z, and then the bomb drops. And they tell me their life story, where they come from, how they're currently living. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm listening to this story. I got my arms crossed and I'm like, really, Lord, really? So you going to show me, homeboy, right? right before I meet him, mind you, this was not like, hey, Lena, um, I'm your friend, and I'm going to introduce you to somebody. No, this is a, like, hey, oh, by the way, hey, meet my friend, Boaz, right? That's what we're going to name him from now on. His name is Boaz, okay? All right. So when I say Boaz, y'all know who I'm talking about. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just say it because I'm not going to beat around the bush. There's not a lot of people that know this, but now everyone who listens to this will know this. Um, I met Boaz and we're talking and we're just talking about life. This is not like, I'm not, listen, (laughs) those of you who know me know I run at the thought of a Boaz. I run because there's just a lot of things that, like I said, I wanted to do with the Lord, things that I want to accomplish for me and my children on my own, things that I want to accomplish for the Lord on my own, things that I want to experience on my own, people that I want to reach on my own. It's another topic, but, um, right. Homeboy says I'm married. I said, what in the world is this setup? Like, are you kidding me, Lord? And I'm looking up right now. Like, are you kidding me? You just told me a few days ago, a few mornings ago, that this is my husband. Like, this is my Boaz. This is the person you have for me. I'm not even prepared to meet this person because, obviously, I didn't really even think I had a connection or somebody that, knew this person like that, I get introduced to him, we meet, we get to talking, and you drop a bomb that you're married? Like, are you kidding me? Did I hear the wrong station? Was I tuned to the wrong station, Lord? Right? And this was just, I was crushed. So my brother that I was talking to about, I went and I told him like, yo, remember, I share some of my life with him, and it's not just him and his wife too. Um, I love them to death. Um, and it's yeah, anyways. 
Um, so I was like, yo, I just found out Boaz is married. He's like, what? How does that change what God said? And I remember, because I was so taken back, like I wanted to punch him in the face. Like if Jesus wasn't part of my life back in 2019, if this was 2016, 2017, I would have probably punched my brother in his face. Like, yo, what do you mean? How does that change? That changes everything. Um, and this is a conversation we were having um, during lunch today, not about, you know, me punching him in the face because he probably just listened to this now. Yes, bro, I wanted to hit you that day. Um, but thank the Lord for salvation and change in Christ that I keep my hands to myself. Um, but yeah, I was like, he's like, what does that change? Like, what does that matter in the equation of what God said to you? And I'm sorry if you heard something, my headphones fell. And I was like, it changes everything. Why? Why does that change everything in my perspective at that moment? Clearly how I said at that moment. Um, I've always been morally correct, quote unquote, right? Um, I was that friend in high school and middle school that if you liked a boy, you've never dated him. You've never as much as even said hi to him, but you liked him. And that boy approached me talk about, hey, I like you. Even though I might've liked him, I would have never given him the time of day because you're my friend and you like him. And I wouldn't do that to you. Um, and a lot of that stems back to my upbringing, right? And just some of the things I've seen. Um, growing up, my neighbor having a husband, two kids, you see dinner at her house. Um, she was having a whole relationship with one of my uncles. Like, a whole relationship with one of my uncles. Um, and I just never felt right because I'm like, she's married. I know she's married. And she's having a whole relationship with my uncle. And I'm in her house eating dinner with her kids. And her husband just walked in the door. And I know that my uncle was with his girl. You know what I mean? Like, this is things that at an early age of like nine like anywhere from, I think about seven to like 12 years old, because that's when I, I moved from New York to Florida, I was seen, I was being exposed to, and I, it never sat right with me. So that my friend liked a boy, and in turn, he liked me, I would never, even if I liked him, I would never give him the time of day. So here, fast four decades later, um, God chose me this man that at the time when I was shown looked readily available. I never noticed in the few times that I was like in the passing, I never noticed a ring. I never seen a family. I never seen a wife. I've never seen anything. I just seen this man by himself, right? So when God showed me the person, I was like, okay, okay. Again, I don't know him, don't know much of him, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, it looks like we're just two single people, maybe, okay. Um, but then when he dropped that bomb, I was like, Lord, we gotta change this station because it's not, it's not happening. I'm not that person. I would never wish for somebody's marriage to be dissolved. I will never... Um, wish for people to separate. That is just not me. That has never been me. That will never be me, right? Um, so I'm freaking out. So my brother, and he's like, what does that change? What God told you? Are you sure you heard from God? And I was like, I mean, I wouldn't make this up in my head. I'm not looking. I don't want a mate. I'm not looking for a mate. It could have only been God. He's like, all right, if God said it, then that's it. And then just laughed at that. I'm like, what? Um, and like days like today, he kind of reminds me, I said, hey, where are you in that walk? You know, where are you in that walk, Lena? And I'm just like, hey, I'm just, I'm just here, bro. I'm, I'm just here. Um, and 
in that in that talking of hey, I'm just here. Um, I shared that hey, you know, after finding out the information that hey he is married, I've broken down. I've cried because I'm like, God, I don't ever want to be in disbelief of your word. I don't ever want to doubt you, God. <laughs> who am I to doubt God, the one who made the heavens and the earth? I am nobody to doubt him. Um, but I'm like, man, I cried. I'm like, God, I don't want it. Okay, I'm about to ball. Like, I don't want it, God. Like, save his wife. Like, I've literally have cried out for this man's wife. I don't know her. I barely even know him. Like, I've talked to him, like, once or twice. And it was, again, in passing, like, very friendly conversations. Um, but I, in that, in that one or two conversation, I got enough to know, hey, you know, I got to pray for this couple. I I have to pray. And it's not a, Lord, please give me my, nah, homie, <laughs> y'all don't know me. I'm like, God, please save this couple. Please save their marriage. Please, like, I will be forever alone. And that's in a genuine heart. Um, those who know me, like, know it's true. Like, I will be forever alone if you would save her. Bring her into your kingdom and save their marriage. And save their marriage. Um, again, not not holding on to anything. Um, but really just being real. Just being real with, with the walk that I'm in right now. With what you guys don't see. What you guys don't know. Um, what you guys don't hear about, really. Like, we don't really hear about. God showed me something that is so impossible in the natural eye. That I can only look at it through the supernatural. That I can only believe that I, I love and my father is a supernatural God. That anything with him is possible. You know what I mean? Excuse me. And again, not saying that I am praying or wishing for anyone to um, get divorced. And in my crying that that one time in, in my shower, I literally cried for about an hour and a half for this lady. For God to save her soul and save her marriage. Um, and I was just like, God, like I, I, you know me. Like, Lord, you know me. You know me better than what I know myself. And you know this is something I never wanted. Something I never wished for. Um, and that day, again, clear as day, like I'm talking to you. I was laying in my bed after crying for about an hour and a half um, in my shower. Is that my most private place? <laughs> my kids can't hear me. Um, I laid down and the Lord was like, how can you tell me? What I have destined. Above her heart is meant to be hardened like Pharaoh's. I'm like, all right. Um, had that conversation with the Lord. Um, and I have a few friends, like literally three. One of them is my married couple. One of them is a single sister in the Lord that I have. And I called her and I share with her my crying experience. I share with her how I don't want this. I share with her how it kills me to even know this information that I'd rather be alone. And she just grabbed me, not physically, because she doesn't live in Florida, um, but spiritually. And she grabbed me and she slapped me up and she said, what perspective are you looking at life through? And I didn't know what she meant. I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, do you not remember your battles when you were in a relationship that wasn't ordained by the Lord? Do you not remember your turmoils, what you went through, the hell that you lived in? Oh, Lord. And I was like, yeah. 
And she's like, why don't you start praying from that perspective instead of what you think is morally right? Instead of what you think that should be done or shouldn't be done. And she's like, why don't you pray into that? How about if they need somebody that's up in heaven praying for them, praying for their sanity, praying for their protection, praying for their heart, praying for what you went through? Who prayed for you when you were going through hell? Like, who prayed for you? And, um, that was, um, that was a real eye-opener. That really made me then start thinking about all the other things God had told me. Um, and how when I first got divorced, my divorce was final. It took like two years for it to be final. Um, how I felt bad because I know what God says about divorce. Um, and I know what the Bible says. So I would feel a lot of condemnation because I was divorced. But then God started showing me, he's like, remember when? Before you even knew me, you would pray and you would say, God, give me a sign. And I will put this big old billboard right in front of your eyes and you chose to ignore it. Remember when you said, God, help me out of this relationship. And I took you out of the relationship, but yet you went back on your own accord. (laughs) He's like, remember all these times that you cried out to me before you even really knew me, before I really knew the Lord, really knew the Lord, because I knew of him, but I didn't know him. He was like, didn't I show you this is not where you needed to be? Didn't I show you that wasn't what I had for you? But even still... In it, I still blessed you. Still in it, I still blessed you. I still made it a way for you to be blessed, even in your disobedience. You know what I mean? Um, so that was like God talking to me and saying, hey, not all divorce is bad because I didn't ordain every marriage. I didn't call everybody to be together. There's some people that are together that chose it upon themselves, that made that happen outside of what I had for them. Therefore, they suffered a little lost. So I was like, all right. Still to this day, I'm not 100% okay with it. But God knows better than I do. So the faith in the waiting. Sorry, guys, a lot of talking. I'm thirsty. So the faith in the waiting. What have I done after receiving that word? What have I done after receiving the news that, hey, Boaz is married? I've never stopped my relationship with the Lord. I've never stopped going where he's called me to go. I've never stopped being who I'm called to be. I never stop walking in the purpose that God has for me. I've never stopped pursuing purpose. I've never stopped believing God. I never stopped because in the natural, it looks impossible. But in the supernatural, <laughs> God's already made a way. And there, there is a possibility that I could be completely crazy that years down the line, I'm going to be like, hey, retract that podcast. Um, let me, let, or maybe even years down the line, it probably won't be such a thing as a podcast. Who knows? Um, but I retract this and I'll be like, hey, guys, remember. Because, okay, right? I got shown a person. I got shown. Um, I got given words, right? But that does all of that does not 
negate the first thing that I told you, me at the beach at Delray with God. And God said, this is how you know it's your Boaz. Even though I've got shown a person, those steps for me to know that that is Boaz hasn't happened. It hasn't happened with Boaz or with anybody else. You know what I mean? So yeah, I got shown a person. I believe it is God that showed me this person. I believe I have gotten a war for his current marriage. Or I don't, I listen, I don't really know homeboy like that. So current man, whatever. I have gone to war. Like just save them, save them more. You know what I mean? Um, but I haven't stopped being who God's called me to be. And he's never matched up to that original word. So yeah, I've got shown a person, but you know what? That person needs to match up that original conversation before when I had with the Lord at Delray Beach. He needs to match up to that word. You know what I mean? That word is what I still hold on to. It's not the word of, hey, this is your Boaz. It's the word of, this is how you know who your husband is. That's the word I hold on to. That's the word I search for. There are some days that I'm going out, I'm doing something, and I'm like, Lord, is this the day I'm going to hear it? And I don't sit here and I don't see Boaz's face. I sit here and say, God, is this the day I'm going to hear it? Hear the word that you gave me come to pass. And it has to happen more than once because, I mean, it's Lena. We have to reconfirm things with Lena. Like, I don't just take things at face value. No, no, no. We need to analyze this. Was this set at the proper time? Um, What was the hour? Like, those who know me understand. There's a whole process to it. I'm not just going to, ooh, sorry. I'm just not going to take things. Those are my oils. I'm not just going to take things. For the one time. No, homie. We need confirmation up in here. Because I need to be sure. You know? Listen. I am like that type of person. Before I make a purchase. Best believe I've done looked it up everywhere. And made sure that was my best deal. So if that's with a purchase. How much more confirmation and, and um, assurance wouldn't I want in the meat? When I've already done it wrong once, I've already gotten it wrong once. You know what I mean? Um, so I, today, in my conversation with my brother and my sister, he was like, not a lot of people talk about the reality of the waiting. And they talk about the end result, but neither when they're in it. You know what I mean? And we, you know, like... We don't know, and this is the example he used, which is funny because now that I'm rethinking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, Abraham has been a theme um, in my life this year. Like a lot of the things I reference back to Abraham and Sarah. Um, and he was saying like, you know, we know that God promised Abraham Isaac, his son, through his wife, Sarah. They went ahead and um, they made it happen on their own. They didn't wait on God. She was like, I'm getting old. Here's my maid. She's young. Go have a child with her and that'll be our child. That wasn't God's promise. God said Sarah and Abraham would have a child. Not Abraham will have a child outside of Sarah. Hello. So am I going to make it happen on my own? Can I? Yeah, I probably can. Probably can make myself readily available. But I'm not because I'm waiting on my prize. I'm waiting on what God has for me because that's the best. What happened when it was time, when when Isaac was, was getting older and he was getting teased by his younger brother, Sarah got mad and said, hey, that lady and your child, they need to go. They need to go. He suffered loss. He had to say bye to his biological first son, but not his promised son. But it still hurt him. I can only imagine as a as, as a parent having to have your child go away from you, sending them off because you done wrong. You didn't think about it. So 
in my waiting, I'm just like, okay, when am I going to be told to Lord, I am looking today? And it'll be like that one day out of like the 16th month that I'm like looking for the for the thing. And I'm just like, is today the day that somebody's going to tell me this? Is today the day? Huh? Huh, Lord? Huh, Lord? I go, I come back. I was like, why did I play myself? All right. Why did I play myself? You know, um, but it's life. It's life. Um, but my brother was like, nobody talks about their waiting, what they went through, what it really feels like, what it really looks like to wait on God. The faith that it takes when everything, everything, everything around you says, I use a little crazy, Lena. How it looks like um, to stay faithful to God's promise, to his word, to what he promised you. Um, and to talk about it and just be open. And again, it's not like I'm like hiding it because I, I want to be holy, holier than that. No, it's just something that I was like, man. Uh, uh. And if I'm honest, it's a little pride. <laughs> I just realized that it's a little pride. Why? Because at the end, I don't want to look bad. You know what I mean? I don't want everyone to know this. And then it doesn't happen. And He's not Boaz, and then here I am. I look like a fool, but it's okay. Because as long as I'm looking like a fool, obeying God's word, yo, we do this every day. I'll do this every day. It doesn't matter. Because I'm not here to live for me. I'm here to live in obedience to my God, to live the life that he's called me to live, which is a life more abundantly, is a life that I I couldn't imagine in my head. So. I say this to say, ladies and gentlemen, if God gave you a promise, hold on to his word. Despite what it looks like in the natural, God always comes through. There is one thing that is impossible, and it's that God's word return to him void. So if he gave you a promise, like he promised Abraham, you're going to see your promise come through. You might get it wrong along the line. You might get a little foggy. You might be impatient. But God always comes through. He always comes through. There's nothing that you can do that he can't fix. There's nothing that you can do that he won't show up. So thank you for tagging along with me. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, whatever it was for you, I hope that you got something out of this. I'm going to call it a night. So remember, I love you. But most importantly, God loves you and he's behind you 2000%. Bye.